Hi, I'm Paul Johnson. Thanks for listening to the podcast from Life Support. We need to be transparent with God. We need to, I needed to stop playing around. I needed to come bare before him, you know, and, and, and say, Lord, I am, I am sorry for what I've done. And I know that forgiveness is found in you. So in other words, the masks, was, the masks were off. The words of a man who lost it all in a world of addiction and lies, but yet found out that God can make something good even from the ashes. This is Life Support. Everything you do from then on is different. One of the detectives, I think his name was He was a golden boy. All we can do right now is come together. Extreme domestic violence, multiple rapes. Welcome to Life Support, hosted by Pastor Paul Johnson from Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota. My name is Steve Johnson, director of Five Stone Media, a co-sponsor of this program. And our goal, as always, is to use story to bring hope and healing. And now let's join the conversation with Pastor Paul. I'm so glad that you've joined us on Life Support. What we do here is we tell stories to help you find a deeper relationship with Jesus through suffering and trauma. And I'm so thrilled to be joined again by Pablo Montoyez, who is a pastor at Christ Church at a church in Apple Valley, Minnesota here, which is about a half-hour drive south of Minneapolis. And I'm so glad to have you here, Pablo. Thanks for coming back again. Thank you. Thank you for your invitation. Well, you have an amazing story. And, and as we left last time, you, you had told us you grew up in Puerto Rico. You had come here to Minnesota with dreams of playing basketball, got married. Your life kind of went off the rails. Uh, not kind of. It really went off the mm-hmm. rails. And then you were exposed and found out. So tell me about that. Tell me what you were into and how exactly did it all start to cascade on you and fall apart? Sure. So that's, uh, boy, so building a life without God, I look back now, building a life, leading a life without God and and the instruction that comes from his word is just, I, I'm amazed that I survived. But uh, clearly, um, you know, Scripture says sin will find you out, and it definitely found me out. I was, uh, based on my upbringing and based on, typically, a testimony, you hear them, you know, uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I don't know, the the trifecta of a lot of testimonies, and and testimonies are different for people. Now, there's probably a rock and roll musician out there saying right now, don't don't throw me into that. (laughs) Okay, so let's put salsa music then instead. Fair enough. It's it's more, it's more. But, you know, I was, I I grew up in a a very sensual, and sensual meaning the senses, Mm -hmm. what I saw, what I heard, in a very um, sensual culture. And so it, it, I, it, it was all about me. So uh, clearly then, uh, continuing to behave erratically as much as I try to cover it, then exposure came. So my wife at the time found out that I was being unfaithful. Um, uh, you know, through work, I had a, a very good uh, uh, position with this insurance company. It was found out that I was through company property laptops. I was visiting porn sites. So, uh, so, 
I was found out in more ways than one. Uh, and so uh, clearly from, from being terminated from work as a result of those actions, uh, from suffering the devastation of uh, a broken marriage as a result of my actions of unfaithfulness. Um, I had two little daughters at the time, and the, the notion of not being with them every day all of a sudden, what I thought it was a game, once you find out, boy. So in the midst of that, then, depression set in. And, and, and so this, you hit a tremendous low. And it was in the midst of that that, by the grace of God, Jesus found me. So there was the beginning of the recovery. So now, I... There was a transfer. So I immediately, I mean, I, I I think I mentioned the story of going to church and and becoming a Christian and and the 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 great help of pastors and other men that saw me and said, Let, let's come alongside and walk with you. It's almost like God was saying, you have to reprogram your mindset. You don't have you don't know. Almost as if God was saying, you don't have a clue as to what love is let alone a relationship is, let alone a marriage, mm -hmm. you need to hold my hand and walk. So in, it was at church that I saw imperfect people with beautiful marriages because God was in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. And I thought that marriage was a joke, and God began to change my view that marriage can work if God is in it, right? So it was a restoration. It was years of beginning to reprogram. Now, my commitment to being a dad was there. Uh, I, I heard from God in my heart, in the, in the silence of my heart, as if I don't even want you to date. And uh, you, your, your role is to be a dad. I want you to focus to be, being a dad, period. So I think in the transformational part of what I was going through, the mother of my children began to see. She began to observe a change. So now we're friends. She's remarried, and so am I. Uh, we do family gatherings together mm -hmm. to the glory of God. God has brought restoration, and God has brought to bear many, many things. I've been able to even share Jesus to some extent uh, with her. But, but, so, but it didn't happen right away. It was a process that God had to walk me through. Um, and so it, it took some time, but God is faithful, and I've seen what he can do in a broken life. That's an amazing story, and it's the gospel that is the power behind all of that. And sometimes we grow up in church, and we hear so much about the gospel, and we tend to kind of, well, that's nice. Mm -hmm. The gospel is a powerful force that changes lives. Now, you are... Along with being a pastor, you're a chaplain at one of our local county jails. Correct. The largest county in Minnesota, Hennepin County. Correct. Um, not a place that many people want to hang out. Mm -mm. Um, and here you are now, and yeah. you're with these people sharing the gospel. Yep, correct. What's it like to work with broken people who, and I'm sure many of them felt like you did, right? Yeah. That their lives were... Either they didn't understand completely mm -hmm. or, oh, my mm -hmm. goodness, my life is really veering off here. Exactly right. And I tell you, it's, it's because of the grace of God that I could have ended in jail a few times. And 
and it's it's by the grace of God. But here's the thing, Pastor, and I just want to also uh, make a comment on your comment about transformation. The gospel is transformational, but we need we need we need to we need to be transparent with God. We need to. I needed to stop playing around. I needed to come bare before Him. You know, and, and, and say, Lord, I am, I am sorry for what I have done. And I know that forgiveness is found in you. So in other words, uh, the, masks was, uh, the masks were off. I, I, just, I, just, I, just didn't, I just wanted to be seen by God. Mm-hmm. And, and, and knowing that he would be merciful to help me change, right? So as long as we're justifying or as long as we're hiding stuff still or we're trying to negotiate with God, you know, God is patient. He will outweigh us. <laughs> yeah. Correct. But if there's anyone out there that is, listen, take my advice, just surrender mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and be transparent before him. So mm-hmm. now through opportunities, God, God gives us all gifts. And I think one of the passions that he has allowed me to, it's, it's for him, for the gospel of Jesus Christ. I was forgiven so much. That I am just, I just feel so privileged, and I just wanted to share with whoever would listen. So one thing led to another, and um, I've been doing prison ministry for about 15 years. So I'm currently one of the volunteers chaplain at the Hennepin County Jail. Uh, there's a full-time chaplain there, but there's a team of four that are volunteer part-time to help. And because I'm bilingual. Uh, I'm able to then reach across to to different people. But I tell you, one of the things I want to say is that sometimes when we give ourselves to God and to whatever he has for us, we need, God is not looking for ability. God is looking for availability. Are you available and willing to give him your heart, to give him your talent, whatever that is? To give him your faith. And if you are, he will use you. So I'm not the most eloquent. I'm not the most of anything. But I, I have given him me. So um, what I want to s- encourage people uh, is the approach. Because I've been broken. To come alongside. And I, and I treasure and value the people that came alongside me with the love of Jesus. They didn't throw the stones. They didn't throw me a rock that I deserved. They didn't throw me the judgment. They came alongside and loved me into health, into well-being. They came alongside. So that's out of a place of humility, out of a place of compassion. That's how I present Jesus in this jail But you have to be in touch with your own sin mm. and your own need for grace yes. in order to to give grace to someone else, exactly right? Exactly right. And I think we've lost that at times, um, or maybe we just take it for granted. Yeah. yeah. But when we know that we're broken, mm-hmm. and those of us who walk with a limp because of our past or so forth, we, I mean, we're pretty aware of that at times. We forget, too, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But, but that's what you're offering, right? You're offering that kind of empathy because you know that they're really no different than you. I remember when, when the... Uh, the man who shot our son was sitting across the room from me. Mm. And I asked him, I said, um, when this whole thing plays out and the, the courts are finished, I said, would you like to hear more about God? And he looked at me and he said, 
yes, I would. And he said, you know, because, you know, my life's ruined too. And I didn't take offense to that because he was, you know, a young guy. Because it was true. But I went there and talked to him because I knew, scripturally speaking, that my sin was just as devastating mm. as his sin. Mm. And the only thing I had over him was that I had met Jesus. Beautiful. So isn't that what you have to take to these, Beautiful. these guys? It, it's, it's, uh, you've heard it said, it's, it's a beggar pointing to another beggar hmm. where the bread is. That's exactly right. And I tell you, Pastor, I have seen, I have seen um, you know, people that coming from broken homes, uh, did not finish even high school, uh, got into the streets and gangs and, you know, uh, the lack, the, the, my goodness, the epidemic of divorce, that the, the, the fatherless kids that are growing, all of those kinds of things and, and the drug use. So, but when you, with empathy, present the bread of life, I have seen the Spirit of God move uh, in an amazing ways from from starting a, a meeting with people that are hard to the end of the meeting, people that are crying and weeping. So the, the gospel works. The gospel is it. And so I just want to encourage people, be faithful in offering it, but with a heart of, um, you know, compassion and, and empathy and and I tell you I've I've also had the opportunity to go into a federal penitentiary where people are doing life mm-hmm. and and that was more of a Bible study so it was with believers that are doing life and I have never seen more f- freedom yeah in a soul mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that it's enthralled with Jesus you know so I I, I I, how can I say it? I'm, I'm, I'm impassioned, but I want to encourage brothers and sisters, the gospel is true. The gospel is powerful. Let's believe God and let's be faithful stewards of it. We'll be back to the conversation with Paul and Pablo in just a moment. You know, Paul is hosting this program from a unique perspective. He is a survivor himself of family trauma, losing both a wife and a son. And that is what life support is all about. Survivors in discussion with other survivors. My name is Steve Johnson, Executive Director of Five Stone Media, and we are so honored to be a co-sponsor of this program. For more about our work, log on to lifesupportresources.org. And now back to Pastor Paul. And don't be afraid to be an ambassador of the gospel. I think at times we are so unsure of ourselves or, you know, how am I going to articulate this and how am I going to lay this out? And really what it comes down to is, I mean, you you know more than you think you do. You know Mm -hmm. that Jesus is real. Mm -hmm. You know that Jesus died on the cross for Mm -hmm. sin. You know Mm -hmm. that he rose again. Mm-hmm. So you basically have the gospel message right there. Exactly right. And Paul was big on this. Paul was very clear. I don't come to you with my human wisdom or my human strength. I come to you with the power of the gospel. Amen. And that's what changes hearts. And you've seen that happen. And the reason that you can do that is because you've seen your own heart change. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so there's no doubt in your mind that he can change other people's hearts, right? Absolutely. And I, and I think love, I, I think the greatest weapon that we have is the love of God in our hearts. I think that is the greatest. I, I tell you, Pastor, and, and I've also gone to many mission trips, uh, Central South America. And there's this one a precious lady that goes to our church. Uh, she's from England. <laughs> um, she doesn't know any, well, she's learning Spanish, so we've gone together to, uh, with a group to Mexico and different places. But this lady is filled with the love of Jesus. And I have seen this lady with the love of Jesus, how she cares for people, how she's just so in the moment with people, embracing them. And that love that can be felt, you know, the, you know how to, it can transfer with limited language skills Hmm. she led most more than any of us Hmm. other people to the lord you see what i'm saying so i I I just i so agree with you that that it's it's the heart when Mm -hmm. your heart is filled with love you just move with that and whatever comes out comes out (laughs) yeah because the power of christ is at work in you Mm. and so when you're just walking with god People are going to notice something about you. And I know it sounds cliche because we say that in church all the time, but mm-hmm. it, it's true. Mm-hmm. You, you are going to stick out, mm-hmm. and then you're going to have an opportunity. And, you know, I'm not saying you shouldn't pray for opportunities. I'm not saying, you know, the Bible tells us be ready to give a defense of the gospel when it comes time. But what I am saying is don't be afraid. Yeah. And then the other thing I think it's important people to understand is you're not responsible for the outcome. Mm-mm. You know, you could share the gospel eloquently with someone, mm-hmm. but the the harvester hasn't come yet. You're mm-hmm. just the seed planter. You're the waterer. Mm-hmm. So you can walk away from that experience and say, you know, yeah, I did my part. Lord, if I have another chance, great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then pray for the harvester because mm-hmm. somebody will come along and pick up right where you left off. That's yeah. how God does it. Exactly. So you're not responsible for getting everybody saved. You're just responsible for walking with God and being available. Mm-hmm. I so agree, and, and, and to add to that, Pastor, because you're right on, um, I, I, would, I would say when I talk to, to people, because in encouraging the body of Christ, that's why we need each other. That's mm-hmm. the beauty of the body of Christ, because, you know, we all have different gifts, and we can come alongside and help each other and work together. Um, but, but sometimes when we talk about, let's say, even evangelism, that that's a term that throws people off a little bit and how do you define that and whatever but i'd say it's to me it's the heart of making a friend with 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 the love of jesus and it's not just the transactional moment that you might share the four spiritual laws and the actual gospel that god loved the world and sent his son but it's it's it starts with praying for a neighbor praying for mm-hmm. the one you had mentioned yeah uh, that your congregation is seeking for that beginning to pray for that one to be intentional about establishing conversations to, mm-hmm. you know, it might take a long time or you might just put a, a seed down and somebody else will pick it up. But it's a broader process and not just that transactional moment. Yeah. And I think guys struggle with this sometimes because we're not necessarily very good at drumming up conversations. But, you know, look around your neighborhood. Next time you're out, maybe cutting your grass or watering your lawn, just see if it's, see if somebody's standing across the street and, and maybe wave and walk over and say hi or, you know, hey, you know, what that's a nice lawnmower. It, you know, and then people will talk to you. <laughs> exactly but it right. is hard, and you have to be intentional, and you do have to pray. Exactly right. But 
the fruit of that then can be um, amazing. And here's the other thing I would say, maybe you can elaborate on this because, uh, you know, with your story, is once somebody does um, befriend you and somebody does lead you to Christ, you're going to need them after. Mm-hmm. That, that, you know, justification is the beginning of the journey. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that yourself either. Exactly right. Right? So w- how, how would you counsel believers that are listening right now to move into somebody's life and, and walk long-term with them? Oh, absolutely. I, I think, you know, the, it's just an amazing, you know, the, the season that we've been in, this pandemic, this isolation, this, this I think it's, it's awakening in the body of Christ and in the church, the, the truth of how we have been designed. We have been designed by God to be people of community. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I needed to lay down my worldly thinking that I don't need anybody, that I could do it on my own, which sometimes is, you know, it's how we are taught. Oh, come on, get up. You know, you got to do it. But, but the, the fact that God has provided the body of Christ is the family of God, a place that I could grow. I tell you, my, my transformation is hugely due to, to the men in my life that have invested. So I've, from, I, I've become intentional in, in befriending mentors. People, it's like, you know, and, and I don't share my life with everybody, but it's like people that can hold me accountable. It's like, I see Jesus in you. Could I have coffee every other day or every other week or whatever. I, yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I need to own mm-hmm. my growth and maturity and transformation, and I need to understand that I cannot do it alone. Yeah. So that would be my encouragement. You know, it's, it's let's becoming vulnerable and open, realizing that God's provision for you could be another brother, another person in the body of Christ that can minister to you. All right, we've got two minutes, so here's a question that you can never answer in two minutes, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Through all of this experience that you've described, mm-hmm. what have you learned about God? He is faithful. He is real. I am so, he is the, the, the reason. I, I, I understand a little bit better Paul when he was in prison mm. with Silas. When the external circumstances isolated him, that there was nothing, no circumstantial fruit of rejoicing, but the joy that came from within. You know, God is the greatest treasure there is. I I have learned that he is real, that he is faithful, that he who who began a good work will complete it in you. So I am excited about God, about being part of his plan, being part of his body and the family of God. And together making a difference in this worldwide, you know, while we still have some days ahead of us. <laughs> and I know that you don't like your past, but in some ways, are you thankful for your past because it brought you to the place where you needed God? I would have never, right? I, 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 not that I would volunteer yes. to go through it again, but I look back and I, I said, Lord, you truly have worked all things for good. I, I would not have it any other way. Yeah, well, you're an inspiration, and I know that Christ Church is lucky to have you. <laughs> uh, tell, you. tell us where Christ Church is located. Maybe give me a website. Uh, sure. Address. So it's uh, it's ChristChurchMN.org, and it's Kitty Corner from the Zoo, Minnesota Zoo. Oh, well, there you go. So if if you uh, – and it's the corner of Johnny Cake and, and McAndrews. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
I appreciate you coming by, Pablo. It's so good to meet you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Pastor. What a great testimony. And, you know, I, I was thinking about the Psalm, Psalm sixteen eight. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. And that's what Pablo just said. God is faithful. God always completes his work. And you can trust that. Because there are times in life when we all wonder, am I so far off the rails? Or has God abandoned me? Because this shouldn't be happening to a Christian, or I shouldn't have these thoughts, or I shouldn't have done that, or I have a hard time beating this sin. Whatever the circumstances that you're struggling with, you will not be shaken if you simply walk with God, because it's not about you, it's about His power. And so I really want you to be encouraged that there are times when every Christian, you know, you look around your church and you think everybody's got it all together because everyone's smiling and they all look great and they've got their friends. I'm just going to tell you, when they go home, they've got problems too. And so you're not alone. So remember, what the psalmist said is that you will not be shaken. The Lord is at my right hand. And that's what we do here. We tell stories because we want to help you have a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. Because he, through suffering and trauma, he just emerges out of that darkness and he ministers in a unique and exciting way. And we thank, we're so thankful for our partners that help us to do this. We're, we're thankful for Faith Radio, who is willing to air this at www.myfaithradio.com. And then you can see a video portion of this podcast, too, at fivestonemedia.com. You can check us out here at Ridgewood Church, myrwc.org. And again, never lose hope. Just fall on your knees. God is there with you. And we'll see you next time right here on Life Support. Life Support is a co-production of Five Stone Media and Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota. for listening to this life support podcast these conversations are available because of listener support you can make a gift now at myfaithradio.com to avoid missing future editions of life support subscribe to the podcast today at itunes or your podcast player and thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and grow the impact of life support